Welcome back to the Top of the Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Erin. And I'm Decoria. And the lovely Nia is not here with us today. If you guys follow us on Twitter, I, I tweeted out the other day that um, two of us were feeling under the weather after returning from our trip to Florida. Curse Florida. But um, yeah, we're not feeling really well right now. And so if our upload schedule is a little off kilter for the next week or two, please bear with us. Um, we were going to record Little Mermaid, but we're going to wait till everybody is back and healthy and has time for that. So in the meantime, you'll get some fun side episodes, uh, some general episodes and today you'll get a fresh off the dome rant because jesus christ um but remember to always uh wear your mask and sunscreen and drink water babe because uh the pandemic is still pandemicking um it's hot as fuck outside it was also rained earlier which i did not realize i don't think i stepped outside mm-hmm. <laughs> in like two days well, I stepped outside. I had to take the dog out. But, like, you know, I haven't been... I haven't been paying attention to the weather. So... Right. <laughs> um, uh, Marion, how are we real quick before I can talk for the next 20 minutes? <laughs> um, we're good. You know, as I said, I worked out today, did some cardio class in Atlanta, and I realized that cardio is really, really tough. <laughs> yes. Cardio is for the, for the girls who want that real good strong heart how are we uh doing Corey? i also went to that cardio class with marion because she had a free guest pass to try <laughs> it out um i don't think those kind of workout classes are for me when mm. my cardio is walking for 30 minutes <laughs> that's it they were Wait, having what kind those... of cardio class was it yeah it's like, like a dance dancing but like no not even it's like beyond zumba like they're literally they're literally jumping on boxes and like holding on to like bands that are attached to the ceiling i'm not even exaggerating i said said, i'm not jumping on this box sir if i jump on the (laughs) (laughs) but yeah other than that um i saw my brother's cats and cried at the fact that i have a cat allergy for sure very allergic to cats they're really cute though but when i got home i was definitely suffering for a couple hours (laughs) did your brother move out i don't know he yeah no he he has his own apartment he's had it for a while but he got two cats he has two cats now and so when i go Mm. see him i sometimes i'll i'll wear a mask usually but i forgot that day and I just was like suffering because they're they're so sweet. They're just around me. I was like, I can't breathe when you're here. I need to go somewhere else. <laughs> oh no, that's really sad. My brother also wants cats because he's like, your dog is too loud. And I was like, well, see, you not the, not your dog. <laughs> he's like, this is not my dog. They don't claim Casanova, which is like really disheartening for me. But it's whatever. It's you know, I've learned to just let it move to the wayside sleep under my desk now um but yeah so in lieu of filming a little mermaid today i was just like why don't we talk about the 17th episode hour and 25 minute long episode uh thai drama that i just well i didn't watch all of it because once i start telling you i understand why i had to skip watch um so this drama is called it's called i'm i'm gonna fuck this pronunciation you know what i'm gonna try it wait we're gonna use google translate one time and see if i can actually pronounce this (laughs) i feel like i've um oh well i guess we should tell the people i watched i've gotten really into tied dramas over the last two years uh marion 
you watched a couple of them, yes? Yeah, I've watched a, I feel like close to five or six now. Okay, okay. And Corey, I'm assuming you have not. Gone I've only seen or... one. I've only okay. seen one, and it was a BO. Okay, okay, okay. That's a little different. Uh, those are like the idol dramas. The yeah. Longhorns. This is daytime television. <laughs> Okay, it's called Petra Naremit. It's there's no English translation for it, but Petra Naremit is this. We're just gonna call it the um, the soulmate spell. I'm gonna give you this the basic synopsis. A young woman gets transported back almost two hundred years by a spell through a magic vessel, where she meets her soulmate and uncovers secrets that connect to the future. Now, if you've listened to this channel before you know that tori is in love with historicals tori will watch a historical from almost any country and i hate time travel dramas but i will digress only if the content is good now the thing about the thai acting space is that it's very small right these leads have worked together three times since 2019 <laughs> So you can expect that they have a little chemistry. They're working spouses. All that good stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. we're gonna, so I'm going to lay the basis for the story. We have our female lead. She's the rich heir who grew up abroad, who just returned to Thailand. So she's really into traditional Thai culture. She's a freelance photographer. She's like really interested in um, traditions of like boats and the, the dynasties and all that good stuff. And I'm like, purr, 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 purr. This is so fun. She's going to get to go back in time. How cool is that for her? Right? So she, the story starts off, off with us just like, first, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what happened in the first episode, but the tone of the story starts off with like, um, we get to see this grandma, right? And this grandma is meditating or in front of like a, a small little, um, not a statue, but a little shrine or whatever. And she, as soon as she's communicating with the ancestors, you know, we're all her spiritual one in her spiritual era. And she starts to have this connection with this vengeful ancestor who's like, find this girl. Her name is Orn. Find May Orn. Find her. We have to find her. So we get introduced to her family. She has a fuck-ass son, a fuck-ass grandson, and a fuck-ass granddaughter. The conversation that they are having about this woman dying and then inheriting her money, I said, oh, y'all are the villains. <laughs> We've already been introduced to it. The granddaughter was just like, what is she even doing in there? What if she's dead? I hope she dies so we can go ahead and take her money. I was like, what are we doing? It's been less than 10 minutes into this drama. <laughs> but so they're talking about that she comes back out and she's just like we have to find this woman named Orn we have to find Orn if you don't find this woman I will donate all of my goddamn money so she's threatening them and so we're like okay so at first I was just like okay maybe she's trying to find this woman to to placate this vengeful ancestor spirit and of course Orn is the name of our female lead right and so and I'm like, maybe she's going to find her and she's going to, like, somehow make the karma right so she could have a peaceful death, right? So she, the spirit can go on. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. You know when we had that moment we were on this trip and Mayor was just like, you know, I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I like right. the best of people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I was just like, 
that was my mistake. <laughs> I forgot I was watching a Thai drama. That was my mistake. So we're watching this female lady. She's going to like to all these traditional places. She goes to this traditional boat museum and she's traveling with this guy who's like a family, like their families are friends. And so he's like in charge of like going with her to all these sightseeing places. So she doesn't, you know, get scammed or kidnapped or whatever, because she's never really been in Thailand by herself. They go to the boat museum. She gets a boat from a, a, a old man who's just like, I'm not going to sell you this boat. I'm just going to give you the boat now. The, all three of us black would have been like, I'm throwing this shit in the garbage the minute I'm out of this man's sight. Because what the fuck? But she takes the book. He tells her it's made out of some special kind of wood and it's 100 years old. And I'm like, ooh, you try to bring spirits into my life already. Like, my red flags are going off. But this female lead who loves historical stuff, she's like, okay, this is cool. She takes the boat to her and keeps it in her room too. And I was just like, whatever for the plot to move and immediately starts to have dreams so now we're back 200 years we see our male lead finally first of all this man has great titties and i just wanted to put that out there if you want to see a man shirtless for most of this shirt this drama just casually with great titties then watch this <laughs> if you can handle the craziness that goes with it so we go back 200 years and so now we're going back and forth between the past and the present and we're figuring out what's going on so this man he is the only son the only living son of this rich family his daddy's dead his oldest brother's dead he's got an older sister and his mama he works for the government he's in charge of foreign trade whatever whatever a noble man at birth right he his daddy was saved by this other uncle right and so the uncle so the dads were like since you saved my life our kids are gonna get married and of course he's getting married to the worst woman on the planet you talk about a spoiled brat we're talking about a bitch who's out of her mind you talk about a bitch who's obsessed you know how you see those like scary obsession stories that's her not only is she like obsessed she's also very rude to his mother for no reason because she's convinced that um that she's going to become the lady of this new house, whatever. And I'm like, even if the mom's still alive, aren't you just kind of like the helper because you're the daughter-in-law? But of course she's going around telling everybody that we're getting married, we're getting married, we're getting married. If this man wanted to marry, if he wanted to do it, he would have. It's been years. That man has not mentioned engagement marriage once. And so they're on, they're like in this back and forth where they finally have to like, get married and so she's having so our female lead is having this dream with this boat and so she ends up you know on this boat in the middle of the river and they're the only two people who can see each other and so his servant is just like yo i learned this spell this spell that will bring your soulmate to you do you want to try it he's like nigga what <laughs> i'm not gonna do that <laughs> and the his his right hand is just like but boss you really gonna sit here and marry this crazy woman i don't want her to be my boss so why don't we try it what could it could it could only it could really harm you and so after like two or three episodes they finally do the spell she goes okay they're finally gonna do the spell at like the end of episode two before that back in the present time now this is you know when shit's crazy when two people when people are trying to kill you in two different timelines you know the 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 that this is wild right Mm -hmm. so in the present timeline the the grandma and her family are basically have kidnapped homegirl they've kidnapped her the 
the, the now remind you the grandson and the son don't know wh- don't know why grandma wants this woman they just know they have to find her to get their inheritance and so they finally kidnap her they like well here's the thing the the male friend that she's had this taking her around thailand is friends with this family of this grandma right and so when he takes her to meet her for the first time she literally jumps at this girl and starts choking her out (laughs) and then faints ends up in the hospital now she feels guilty and i'm like this woman tried to kill you and you feel guilty but (laughs) listen this is gonna be a lot of that and so she so then um the the granddaughter was just like you know what i want this money we we can just call this girl and get her to come to us instead of us trying to find her because she feels so guilty and so she comes to them they chloroform her tie her up take her to a warehouse and grandma literally pulls out a gun and tries to shoot her and her grandkids and son are like oh my god grandma what are you doing y'all are the one who brought this woman and this is when i would have started skip watching i'd be like okay yes 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 (laughs) This I this is like still two three episodes in so I I didn't start skip watching till episode six, <laughs> which was probably too late but still, um, so they she tries to shoot her, um, while this is happening the dude that the grandpa that gave her the boat right the grandpa that gave her the boat is you know in tune with the spiritual world he's like something's a fucking amiss we have to do when well what happens is her male friend. Well, it's a lot of stuff that happens. Just know that they, the, the person who gave her the boat ends up being the steward of a man who owns the house that mm-hmm. sh- her lover lived in two years ago. And so this house, she gets like, she sees this house in her dreams. And so she wants to go find the owner of this house. And so the people that work there end up being people that are the descendants of her lover's servants who also have the soulmate spell and so people in both timelines have to chant the spell for her to be brought back in time right and so they do that she gets brought back in time of course this man sees her it's love at first sight and problems arise because this crazy bitch named bua is just like i'll be damned if there's another woman in this house at first they're like okay we're gonna send her back in two to three weeks when a full moon happens or shit like that they're falling in love this woman bua is doing everything in her power to get this woman gone we find out that the female lead can't swim so what does this bitch do pushes her right in the river yep pushes her in the river and then pretends she pushes her in the river her sister and her servant are watching her in horror and i'm like what are you, y'all just gonna sit there? <laughs> and she takes an oar and basically tries to push her down further into the water. And then finally, servants from inside the house see this shit and she goes, Oh my god, somebody help! And I'm like, Oh, this bitch is all oh, this, she's out of her mind. And so, um, she's like, It's a warning, I will never let anybody take him. She's like, Very possessive of this man. This is 200 years ago, remind you. So they have not had sex. They have not kissed. There have been no promises of words of love and shit like that because of modesty and whatever. But she's just like in her brain. That's her man. That's her life. And she'll be damned if anyone take it from her. Now, I don't know if you're going to keep count about how many times this woman almost dies, but we're just going to go through the story. So 
we come to find out that a lot of the characters, of course, in the present are also in the past. So the grandson of the woman in the future is the nephew. She's in this, in the past, they're cousins. And of course, this man is an opium dealer and uh, a, a ragabond. He's a, he's a gangster, but he deals opium. I mean, that's very illegal. <laughs> Extremely illegal. So, of course, he's dealing opium with foreigners. So, of course, the male lead and him are going to butt heads all the time. He sees the female lead and is obviously taken aback by her. The female lead sees his brother, who looks like her friend from the future. And so, the first few episodes where she's just like, I'm dreaming. I must be dreaming. I can't be 200 years in the past. So, she's trying to... She sees familiar faces and gets excited. She, like, touches his hand or whatever and so they go to a party in the next episode and the evil man the cousin or whatever literally tries to like hug her and pull her away and basically sexually assault her and he's like why is she why was she playing so hard to get i was just like oh this is not gonna be okay and so i kept watching this drama right and it was just the same pattern the evil people would do something the good people couldn't really do anything to them they kept saying like every time the female lead does something and the elders get involved they always go back to like oh so you're gonna not keep your father's promise you're going to turn your father into a liar you're gonna disrupt his honor and shit i'm like this bitch is out here trying to kill folks (laughs) your, your people are out here selling opium trying to rape people can we stop using that excuse? But when I saw that pattern, I went into the comments of this drama and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled. And I said, I have to know when the main couple gets together. Does anybody want to take a guess when the main couple gets together? This is 17 they, episodes. They don't. They never do. Seven, my guess. Okay. Corey said guess 17. They There's 17 episodes, yes. Oh. Yeah, my guess is that they never do. Is that your guess? Oh, I'm going to guess 16. Uh, listen, ding, ding, ding. They don't get to get to episode 16. And I said, oh, wow. I'll be damned. I refuse. So this is what I started watching. I went from like six to 10, right? I still was able to follow along. The female lead, um, the male lead has to go to war. (laughs) And so they realized that um, they tried to get her back into the present, that first full moon or whatever. Once again, the grandmother tried to kill her in the present time. And they're like, okay, so that's not going to work. We're going to have to wait a year to try this spell again to get her back to the present, to get her back to her family. So the male lead and the female lead, even though they're flirting, even though they're following in love, they're like, we're not going to make this too much deeper because we know she has to go back or whatever, right? And so he goes to war. The family calls off the engagement because they're convinced that he's going to die in war and she becomes a palace maid so she has another protector so this bitch can't hurt her of course this bitch still is using everything in her power to embarrass this woman to come at her for any reason right we get to episode 10 he's finally back he's finally back and now they want the engagement to be back on they want the engagement to be back on you know broke it off what are we doing um this woman, uh, Bua, um, somehow gets into his house and tries to make him sleep with her, which doesn't work, which I don't know what she thought it was going to work. Um, the This is when the plot really took a left for me because I talked about, I mentioned earlier that he has an older sister, right? The older sister is also a palace maid. 
Um, it's a little different from Korean dramas. When you're a palace made in Thailand, it's like a symbol of status, and you can still get married and still have kids and all that stuff. But it's just like you get to go home and stuff like that, right? She's a palace maid. Tell me why she ends up falling in love with the cousin. <laughs> the opium dealer cousin. <laughs> The opium dealer cousin that tried to sexually assault the female lead once, not once, but twice. Tell me why this sister's character from the beginning of the story was upright. She's very upright. She does, She loves her brother, loves her sister, loves her family. It makes absolutely no fucking sense for her to fall in love with that mischievous ass motherfucker, right? But somehow they do. They fall in love. The female lead thinks the female lead is suspecting that she's in love with somebody and she wants to make sure that her older sister-in-law is falling in love with somebody great so she goes and follows them which was all part of the fuck ass's plan so he had somebody kidnap her and he tried to sexually assault her again and and what happens the sister still stays with him and then gets pregnant by him. I wanted to scream. I said, you can't be serious, right? They're like, are now you me- cracking the writer's room? What is this plot line? <laughs> Smoking. White lines. Because let me tell you how we find out she's pregnant. The female lead finds out that the, the sister is dating the 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 cousin right whatever Bua is still out of her fucking mind trying to get everybody to um help her put this engagement back on even though your family is the one that broke it off in the first place our female lead and our male lead are still like at this like we know we like each other but there's a lot of social circumstances coming in between us right (sighs) thinking about just makes me just the sister tells the female lead she goes um the cousin said that he's coming to our house to propose marriage so the whole family comes over his aunt his uncle his brother his cousins both the sisters the evil sisters they come and you know she's excited because he's finally going to do right by her right this man there's like well you know we broke off the engagement with Bua and 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 our male lead but how about the cousin marries may orn the female lead he comes to this house with his entire family and says he wants orn's hand in marriage after he tried to sexually assault her twice mind you and then he uses that they're using her getting kidnapped by him as what should rightfully happen because nobody knows what actually happened that Mm -hmm. night she got kidnapped right even though she got saved by his little brother and their servants and his little brother and their servants are all like nothing happened we got there in time she did not get sexually assaulted she's still pure and so He's, like, obsessed with getting the female lead because he wants to fuck over the male lead, right? And so he's saying all of this stuff. And then the sister comes out, 
because she's like, I can't believe you would do that to me. I'm pregnant with your child. Everybody blows up. Then he says, oh, okay, since you're pregnant, I'll still marry Orn as my first wife and you can be the second wife. I said, this man is garbage. And then they keep talking and Orn is like, I'm not marrying you. I don't give a fuck what you do. We will take care of her and your child. How about that? Right? Because she's a woman of you know the 21st century age. She's like, I, no, we're not doing this. And so his uncle looks at him and says, for the last time I'm asking you, is there anybody hand in marriage I should ask for before we leave? And he says no. And he does not ask for the sister's hand in marriage. And so, of course, this then sparks trauma, well, not trauma, but problem in the family, right? Mm-hmm. All that stuff. And just when the female lead has kind of talked everybody into being helpful and, like, um, supportive of the sister, of course, the motherfucking cousin sends her letter and she basically agrees to go into his house and be his wife or whatever. And so they lose connection with her. Bua is still doing everything in her power to try to get this man to be her husband. And like, every time he says no, she like gets angry and cries. And I'm just like, this man has never once, this man has actually told you to your face several times that he does not love you. (laughs) He does not like you. He does not want to get married to you. And it's just like, they go so far as to start bringing black magic into this. When I saw that, I said, you know what? I'm glad that I'm skipping around. Because I skipped from like 10 to 12. And then I got to like 14. And then like they get together at 16. So I was like, all right. I watched 14, 15, 16, 17, back to back. It was just the same thing. One thing after the other. And every every single time that there was a chance for the sister to leave this man like ever since he tried to he tried to sexually assault the female lead again in front of her and she still protected him because her brother was ready to chop his head off and she still protected him and i said love is a dangerous thing right it is such a stupid plot progression because her character was never like that from the beginning of the story we just continue bua bua goes to a um a shaman a shaman who does black magic um and basically well first they actually do get to send homegirl back to her timeline right but of course mm-hmm. bua in that lifetime is still trying to kill her so the grandmother is still trying to kidnap her she's she's been held at gunpoint at least four times by the same grandmother <laughs> by the same grandmother um, the grandmother also showed her grandson what his previous life was like and even though he realizes what his grandmother is doing is wrong he still follows through and helps her kidnap the female lead or whatever or get close enough to them and so um, she finally gets a chance to shoot her again she was like I will not let you go back and steal him from me and she shoots the gun or whatever but then there's like a protective spirit bubble around them or whatever but she gets back she goes to her timeline for like a few days and then comes back to the past and um they basically mom was just like oh y'all can get married now because fuck them people (laughs) 
y'all can get married now. Of course, this sends Bua into a tizzy. So she goes to the shaman and was just like, I want her life to end. I want her dead. And she's like, okay, well, the only way you can do that is to burn the boat that um, is helping her cross between the two timelines. And so she basically, she sets it up, which is so, so stupid because... At this point, we're like in episode 15, 16, right? So you would think when suspicious shit happens, you would move differently. And it's crazy because the servant who was with the female lead all of the time is just like, that's a little weird. That's a little suspicious. But they still go through with it. And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm like, you're killing me. So (laughs) she goes to a shaman and the shaman's like, okay, you gotta burn this boat. So they're out on the water because you, they traveled a lot by boat and stream in Thailand, right? And so they're out on the water. Bua basically chants this thing, burns, tries to burn this boat. Of course, the male lead comes and saves her, whatever. And she's paranoid that she's going to get towed on. She's paranoid that she's going to come after her. All of that good stuff. So she goes back to the shaman. Now, I, I don't want to get into the story about the shaman because the dude who wrote the soulmate spell and the shaman are like students of the same teacher. Mm-hmm. And they like went on to, it was like a weird story that they added it later. But basically the dude who wrote the soulmate spell took away the shaman's powers, right? And we know this is the audience. So Bua goes back to the shaman for more help. Because she's like, if I can't get her away from him, I'm going to take him away from her, right? Mm-hmm. And the story decides that the perfect revenge for her is rape. What? And I was just like, yes, they had the shaman rape her. And I was just like, what was the point? I hate it when sexual assault is used as a form of revenge because it plays into the rape culture that somehow is deserved for certain victims and there's no perfect victim in my eyes so nobody deserves to be sexually assaulted right and so that was her like her ratata was that she got sexually assaulted by the shaman and then gets pregnant with his child and ends up committing suicide and I was just like I'm so glad I didn't watch all 17 episodes of this. Because that is just... That doesn't feel like karma got her, right? That doesn't feel like she got the ending she deserved. She deserved to be miserable and alone for the rest of her life. (laughs) But to have her be essayed and then be pregnant with that man's child. And because... And so the reason that they did this plot wise it makes sense because now this sets up the fact that her sister is going to make sure her descendants find Orn in the future to try to kill her because her sister died such a, a terrible death and I was just like I when we got to the ending of this I was like was I supposed to be happy <laughs> was I supposed to like celebrate that type of ending like I know traditionally in like a lot of folklore sexual assault is a punishment for a lot of evil characters Mm -hmm. but it doesn't it doesn't it still doesn't work right they still could have had her be so tormented that she decided to kill herself and her sister still decided to like make sure her descendants find Orn or whatever but 
but having her be sexual assaulted, I was just like, you're kidding me, right? And then the old the older sister basically gives birth. Oh God, that was awful too. The older sister gives birth to the child, and this man, of course, is just like, why is this baby fucking crying? Of course, he's still like fucking servants and not being a good husband that he never was going to be but he was like no I want that baby far away from me half the servants raise the baby and she hears the baby crying the baby's just been left out and the baby's sick and she's like the baby's sick we need to the doctor she's like he's like fuck no I don't care da, 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 da. the baby dies and this man literally looks her her brother everybody in the face and said why are you sad why are you sad it died. It was never supposed to be born in the first place. Like, the actor who plays this this, this villain, kudos. Because I wanted to chuck an arrow through his fucking face. He literally, like, smiles and just like, huh, it died. F- fucking finally. And so, everybody's just flabbergasted how evil and heartless this man is. And of course, he still tries to kill the male lead, and the, the the sister ends up stabbing him in the chest with a sword. And she's like, "If anyone goes to jail, I'll go to jail." He died along with his child. It's whatever. She goes to her room to go pack up, and she drinks poison and kills herself. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> "And it's so." And the drama doesn't like. I think that's what takes me aback. When you have such heavy moments like that. You would think that the drama, tonal-wise, would give us a beat. Give us a few scenes mm-hmm. of of seriousness. But, like, she gets sexually assaulted by the shaman, and we're back at the female lead and the male lead prepared for their wedding. Like, am I supposed to be happy? <laughs> Knowing that this woman is being, you know, assaulted somewhere else? Like... Like, literally, they don't skip a beat. They just go back to that scene. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so this is this was probably the wildest and worst <laughs> Thai dramas I've watched. I'm sure there's many more things in the story that I'm not thinking of. Um, the female lead was good. But I, I couldn't even enjoy the romance or the cute moments because of all the chaos that was happening. Yeah. Corey, how does hearing your first Thai drama synopsis Um, so when you started off, I thought it was gonna be like one of those goofy dramas, but when you mentioned that like the character was raped, I was like, this got dark very quickly. It got very, right. very dark. So, yeah, it wasn't a great experience, but I'm sure there are other Thai <laughs> dramas that are good. Yeah, I, you know what? It, like you saying it's dark, it's like the drama does not treat it as dark as it should be. Yeah. Um, and so that also kind of threw me through a loop. I'm like, I can't be watching the same show. <laughs> is the screenwriter for this a man? Let's check. Ah, the screenwriter for this is a man. That explains. That explains a lot. Um, I gave this drama five. I do not recommend it. Don't watch this shit. <laughs> um, don't watch it. Even if I didn't watch every single episode, a lot of the shit totally told me a lot about what this drama could have been also when you have two people that work together constantly it's kind of they've made it easy for you to make this a really good romance focused story so i don't understand how we got how the villainous stuff over trumped that then there wasn't enough of them in it and then 
in an ideal world, if this man didn't want to get engaged, he could have just said no, right? Mm-hmm. And so when it, it's, it's such an easy solution, like the male lead saying no, and you don't give us that easy solution, and you give us characters that would, won't just think logically like that, you have to you have to give the rest of the drama that kind of same treatment or tone or something like that. It's like something missing in like, okay, he says no to the, to the engagement. That was, that's the easiest out. Right. But they don't make any of the outs easy. And they always made it seem like our leads didn't have a second choice, which was also crazy to me. So yeah. Ah, Listen, we like to say not all men, but men written romance fantasy. This is I feel like we've talked about this on this this channel before. It doesn't hit the same. It doesn't feel like it was well thought out. This was based off of a novel too, so you would think that something with that type of material would be more well thought out. I really just wanted to start watching this for another silly little rom com fantasy. And I was not given that. Got the exact opposite. <laughs> exact opposite. Like, when I saw the comments talking about the sexual assault, and I was just like, I don't know if my brain registered it the way it should have. When it happened in the drama, I was like, you can't be that. We can't treat essay that lightly. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah. It being written by men. In, in in hindsight makes so much more sense. Um some people are giving this a nine and a nine point five to Really? Yes. <laughs> it has a seven point nine on MTL. But I'ma tell you that it, it, it yeah. I gave it a five. <laughs> Maybe even a four. Cause I don't even remember most of the sweet funny things now that we're talking about it. It was, it was, if you're watching it for the main leads, maybe it's fun, but all the stuff that's happening in the background, you can't ignore it, in my opinion. You really can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that. Um, I will be back with more Thai dramas because I'm definitely going to watch their, their, the other projects that they were in together. This one seems better. Let me look at it. Where is it? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Is this it? Yes. It's a it's a modern drama. It's still seventeen fucking episodes. <laughs> and the drama writer is a woman. So we will <laughs> we will hope for better. Um, but if you guys have any more recommendations recommendations and Thai dramas, let me know. I'm really into historicals. I'm really into fake relationships. Um, so let me know. I've, I'm pretty sure I've watched a lot of them, though. But, uh, yeah. Um, Marin, any more thoughts about this? This isn't the craziest story you've heard me tell, is it? <laughs> I don't know. There are definitely similarities with some of the other stories. Yeah. But I don't know if it's the craziest. Um, I'm glad you skipped watch it and didn't waste your time. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's over every like hour. Oh no! Could not do it. Could not be me. No. Yeah. 
yeah y'all can skip this one um but we'll be back please also remember to give us some grace on our uploads for the next couple of weeks um but you know tap into our twitter and our tiktok um you can always come conversate with us on discord uh but until next time i'm tori i'm Marin. and i'm decoria sorry i thought neil was here for a second <laughs> bye